Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where team Needham discusses everything healthcare. This is our midweek podcast streaming on a Thursday evening. Our midweek podcast usually streams 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Today it is uh, 4 p.m. because we have a guest all the way from Florida. So if you follow Health Solutions, you know that we interview guests from all over the world. And I am super excited to in, uh, introduce um, Lisette Alba. She is a fellow pharmacist all the way from Miami, Florida, and she is going to tell us how she got into functional medicine and holistic simple living. Lisette, welcome to our show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your history. We were talking before um, off the air. Uh, we were talking a little bit about your history and how you got into functional medicine um, and holistic living. Tell us a little bit about that. So I have been a pharmacist for 14, almost 15 years, um, mostly in the retail space. I've done hospital, pharmacy, benefits management. So I've worked in insurance. Um, but during the course of my career, I had my own personal health issues. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in 2014 after having my second daughter. I have two daughters. Um, so she was a baby and I had, um, a lot of joint pain once my hormones kind of went back to normal and I went back to work in a very stressful environment and it was pretty, pretty intense. I had, you know, trouble getting out of bed, a lot of stiffness. And during that course of trying to figure out my new diagnosis, I kind of decided to figure out what I needed to do to be functional, not only, you know, as a person, but as a parent, as a wife and as a healthcare provider. So I turned to yoga. That was one of the first things I did to try and heal my body. So I've been practicing yoga on and off for about eight years. And one of my goals is to actually become a certified yoga instructor. Um, and then shortly after that, I started getting into essential oils um, because I believe in the power of botany and herbal medicine and essential oils are very, very powerful. So once I got into that, I was trying to figure out a better way to live my passion, which was to teach people how to heal their bodies naturally versus with conventional medicine. I was able to pretty much figure out that my trigger was stress. And without having to take medications, I was able to manage my disease. And a friend of mine came to me telling me that she started her functional medicine business. And when she explained to me what functional medicine was, because I had never heard the term, I was like, this is what I've been pretty much doing for myself for all these years. And now I can create like a business, a health coaching business that includes yoga includes essential oils um i you know we can do then i learned about mineral balancing and that's become my new passion since so that's how holistic simple living came about because i think that you know being healthy doesn't have to be complicated um you can find a lot of natural simple solutions to live a healthy life absolutely well thank you for that um introduction yeah. And tell us a little bit more about mineral balancing. So minerals are pretty much the 
essence of how our body functions. Without minerals, our body goes pretty much haywire. So let's say if your magnesium is too high, it's going to throw off your calcium. If your potassium is too high, it's going to throw off your sodium. And all of these minerals act as cofactors um, for enzymes and proteins, which in turn help our hormones function. And our hormones are the ones that tell our body what it's what it needs to do, whether it's absorb food in the gut, whether it's to, um, you know, help us sleep, whether it's to have the muscles um, contract or relax. So everything is triggered by our minerals. So um, we do a hair tissue mineral analysis that can help us evaluate if our minerals are too high or too low in the tissues, and then we can work on fixing your nutrition to help balance the minerals, but not just balance the minerals, help balance the relationship between them, which is the most important part. So I think we're talking about a mutual friend, Dr. Courtney Chicolete, correct? She, I yeah. met through the Functional Medicine Business Academy, okay. Okay. which is where I, I acquired my training. Yeah. And she yeah. was the one that turned me on to hair mineral analysis. And I just, my wife just cut my hair to do my sample last night. So I'm nice. sending my sample in. And when we visit Courtney in Pennsylvania in a couple of weeks, we're going to go over my sample. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit um, about essential oils. So essential oils. Wow. Well, essential oils, uh, can be used for so many things. They could be used to help relieve stress. They could be used to help facilitate sleep. They can be used to alleviate pain. They could be used to help with gut issues. There are so many oils and they're literally such powerful substances that a little small amount goes a very long way. You could use it topically. Um, if you are going to use it topically, you have to be careful with what oils you're using because they should be diluted and you can take some of them internally as a supplement. Um, so you can get a more systemic effect and then you could also use them aromatically with in a diffuser or simply taking a couple of drops and, you know, um, applying it to your hands and breathing them in. And that activates our olfactory system, which has so many properties and helps trigger so many things. It can help with your emotional health your physical health and your mental health, which are the three things that kind of keep us balanced. Right. So give us an example of a essential oil that has an aromatic effect that stimulates our olfactory senses. Give us, give us an example of the most popular oil that does that. The most popular one would probably be lavender. I was thinking of that. I was glad you answered that. So do you have any examples of how um, patients have reacted to um, lavender essential oil? I mean, usually lavender essential oil is something that I usually recommend to help for relaxation, to help sleep. So one way that I personally recommend using it is in a roller ball because it makes it a lot easier to apply and it's usually pre-diluted. You could apply it under your feet, especially to your toes, the big ones, um, that will help activate your relaxation system. You could apply it to your temples, back of your neck, on your wrists. Um, you can diffuse it in a diffuser to help make your sleeping environment more relaxing. And I mean, if you really want to go to take it to the next level, you can, you know, put a drop under your tongue or pour a drop in a four ounce glass of water and ingest that too. 
because you can actually ingest lavender. So I have a story about lavender. Mm-hmm. So I we were driving somewhere one time and there was a uh, there was a toll booth where we were driving through to pay a toll for a road. Okay. And this toll booth was surrounded by lavender bushes. And we drove up to the toll booth and the lady is like nodding off. Oh my God. <laughs> and we're like, are you just, she's like, are you just tired or what's the deal? Did you not get any sleep? She's like, oh, ever since I took this job, I just, I just, I just get really tired when I'm working in this booth. And she was surrounded by lavender bushes. So does you know, it makes a lot of sense. And, yeah. you know, you know, when you think about things that have, that have, that have stood the test of time, we've known for years that a relaxing lavender bath um, helps right. us sleep. So, you know, for those that think that, you know, essential oils are, are not medicine and really are not a, um, a good treatment for certain symptoms. I mean, we just have to think if something's been around that long, there's probably some validity to it. Do you have any comments on that? I mean, they put lavender fragrance in baby bubble baths so that when you give your baby a bath at night, they get sleepier. So they're using it as a fragrance, quote unquote, not to call it that, that they scent things with lavender to help promote sleep. There has to be some science behind it. Otherwise, you know, why would they pick that particular scent? Well, and how long have we been doing that? We've been doing that with hundreds, hundreds or thousands of years. Thousands, thousands. The history of essential oils goes back to like the Egyptians, the Romans, right? All bunch of different cultures. So, I mean, it's it's kind of proven just by default that it works. Right, because it's been around so long. So, tell us a little bit about. um, Give us an example of a patient that had a hair mineral analysis and you made some changes to their diet, maybe added some supplements and they had a, a turnaround in, in their symptoms, um, or disease. So I have lots of examples. Um, um, I can tell you a particular case. I had a young girl, um, in her twenties who was complaining of having a lot of pain everywhere. Um, she could not figure out what was wrong with her. And we're talking about, she happens to be a pharmacy student, um, that I mentor and she was a dancer. She had gained weight and she's doing online school. So, um, she spends a lot of time sitting at her computer and she couldn't figure out why she was so uncomfortable. Come to figure out that she had, I can't remember where it was, but I want to say it was some type of cop. I think it was copper toxicity. Um, and once we resolved that and balanced her minerals, she was pain free. I have another example. Um, this other lady who also was complaining about a lot of stiffness in her, in her hands and in her feet and a lot of pain. And she had, she was tired of going to her doctors. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Nothing was coming up on the blood tests. And sure enough, her magnesium was off her relationship of calcium to magnesium was off too. And she started supplementing with magnesium. And then she sends me a text message because I do this special program where I check in with my clients once a week. And she's like, oh my God, my hands are starting to hurt again. I'm like, okay, what did you stop taking? She's like, the magnesium. I'm like, you can't stop that. Like, <laughs> So those are some just two examples. I can give you more. 
so, so tell us, um, where do you think her copper toxicity was coming from? Do you know that? So I want to say it was a zinc imbalance. I think her zinc was too low. So she actually had to supplement with zinc to help bring her copper down. And I think that's one thing that's really common is that people don't understand that the minerals work together. So, right. you know, you can have too much of one and not enough of the other, and that's that can be a problem. So um, that's why it is important to know the relationship between magnesium and calcium. And also, you know, things like vitamin D and stuff also, um, right. which are important in that. So, um, so Lisa, where are you... I'm sorry, Lisette, where are you, um, where are you trying to go with, um, helping patients? How's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? And, and how do you see that happening? I mean, I'm very active on Instagram. So if anybody likes Instagram as a platform, you can find me there at dr.lisettealba. Um, or they can go to my website, www.drlisettealba.com. And you can go to my services and find you know what your preference is there and how to get in touch with me so how does it look when a a how does the consultation a typical first consultation go with a patient how does that look so depending on how they find me and depending on what they want to do usually i offer a free 15-minute consultation that they can book through my booking site um and that's a good way for us to get to know each other um, usually before that, I send a, them a client application so I can get a little bit of background about what their problems are, what they're trying to hope we can solve together. Because the whole point of this is to create a relationship where I'm their partner in helping guide them through a holistic transformation. I'm not here to fix them. I'm here to teach them how they can fix themselves, right? Um, so on that 15-minute phone call, then I kind of figure out what would be the best way to kind of work with them if you know we're a good fit for each other and i usually like to start everybody on a hair tissue test unless they have something else going on that i figure might benefit more from like a stool test or maybe a hormonal test but usually my the mineral test is my starting point if we want to get a cost-effective way to see what the bigger problem is so speaking of mineral tests that all sounds good um speaking of mineral tests we have a question from a viewer you want to answer that Okay, sure. Can you read that, Lisa? So what form of magnesium would you suggest that to take that lowers the risk of the poops? Okay, <laughs> so you want to avoid magnesium citrates because that is a laxative magnesium. Um, so the preferred one would be magnesium glycinate, which is usually relaxing. Uh, for most people. So you, I would recommend that you take that at night. And usually you have to take I want to say it's like five times your body weight or something like that, but start slow. Don't jump into like a whole lot of magnesium at once. And ideally, if you really want to take magnesium, you should know where you're at. Cause if you take too much magnesium, you could throw off your calcium and that's going to cause another problem that you don't want. Um, magnesium and calcium have to do with muscle relaxation and contraction. So if you throw one off, you may have some cramps that you don't necessarily need. So well, and I think one thing that we have to remind people is that when a mineral or, yeah, when a mineral mostly 
um, is causing some kind of GI issue, so gastrointestinal issue, whether it be diarrhea or whether it be constipation. So like magnesium can cause diarrhea, like, okay. um, and iron supplements can cause constipation. Correct. Well, mind you, one of the reasons it is causing those kind of side effects is because they're not being absorbed. And so right. the magnesium um, citrate or the magnesium chloride are more black, has more laxative effects and they're not being absorbed into the system. So that's why it's important to get like a magnesium glycinate that is absorbed better that doesn't cause the diarrhea. And same thing with iron. Um, you know, when iron is causing constipation, it's because it's not being absorbed. And again, one of the salt forms I prefer of iron is ferrous glycinate because it is better absorbed than ferrous sulfate. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, what else can you tell us about um, minerals and hair samples? Um, you must have some other examples. I do. So I actually had a client that came to me because she had worked with other functional medicine practitioners before. Um, and she had been told that she had SIBO, um, but she still couldn't figure out what the right, I guess, meal plan was or the right dietary style to follow. So we started with the hair tissue test. We tried starting the supplements and she was having a hard time tolerating supplements. There was a lot of food that she couldn't tolerate. So then a couple of weeks, maybe like maybe a month into us working together, I'm like, you know what? I really think we should order a GI map so we can get a picture of what's going on in your gut, see how we can help heal. In the meantime, I kind of did my research on SIBO and started making some other recommendations. I had her start garlic, um, oregano oil. Um, and I go start on that, pause your supplements until we get more information. So once we got the GI map, we were able to figure out what, um, bacterias and stuff were out of balance um, and how to support her microbiome. And then once we did that, she was able to start tolerating the supplements a little bit more. She was started able to eat salads, which she had not been able to eat and a few other foods. So that was one of my most successful cases. And she was even able to lose weight because she was having trouble losing weight. That's that is a great story and a yeah. reminder of how important our microbiome is. Yeah. And why don't we go into that a little bit? Cause I will tell patients um, quite, quite commonly that, so I'll let you discuss the details of microbiome, but if in short, if we don't have a healthy gut, um, we can't absorb our nutrients, including our minerals and vitamins. So it's almost worthless if we don't have a healthy gut. So tell us about our microbiome. So that is not my full area of expertise yet because I'm not a gut health pro. But what I can tell you is that without a healthy gut, as you said, we can't absorb our nutrients. We can't digest our proteins properly. We can't process any of the other foods. And if we're not absorbing the nutrients that are in our food, then even if we supplement, it still might not be enough to help our body function the way it needs to. Um, and this affects everything. It affects our brain, our function. It, it affects our cognition, the ability to have a good memory, how tired we are, how much, how energized we are. I currently have a client who um, has a really fast metabolism. 
and she is you know she's like i eat well i exercise but i'm still having all these other issues and i can't figure out why when we ran her her hair tissue test her metabolism was way too fast so all her food was literally going in and going out she wasn't absorbing anything so her minerals were all off some were through the roof some were too low um so now she started supplementing she's fixing her you know changing some of her foods around and she's like i feel so much better and it's only been like a week that she's actually started like taking her supplements and changing her foods so can we define Lisette, what our microbiome is can you define that for our listeners and viewers so if i could give you a definition <laughs> per se um the microbiome basically is the lining that stores our bacterias and the pathogens that normally live there and when they are out of balance some bacteria that doesn't need to be so powerful overpowers our good bacteria am i right right yeah yeah, and when so the, it, the bad pathogens take over, that's yeah. So we want it, right. We want a good mix of healthy bacteria in our gut in order to stop bad bacteria and bad funguses from growing, basically. Right. And that's how we will have a healthy gut, so we can absorb our nutrients from our food and our supplements. And that's also why I normally I don't know how often you recommend a probiotic, but. Anytime somebody is having some kind of GI type issue, whether it be diarrhea, whether it be um, constipation, you know, eliminate anything that might be causing that. But if right. um, they've done that, then the first go to is a good probiotic that has the good bacteria. And I believe also, you know, non pathogenic yeast is important too. Saccharomyces boulardii is my favorite because right. it helps to prevent. Um, overgrowth of overgrowth of bad yeast and bad bacteria. So um, that that's kind of my favorite. So probiotics are very important, maybe even more important than a multimineral multivitamin, because if you're not absorbing your multimineral multivitamin, because you don't have a healthy gut, it's not doing you any good. So probiotics. Are, it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So probiotics are very, very important on that step. So Lisette, as we are wrapping up this podcast, what are I'm going to give you, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give okay. you two. What, what are two things that you can, the two most important things that you can recommend to um, um, our listeners and viewers when it comes to um, staying healthy? So two things I could recommend. One would be definitely depending on your health because everybody's different, right? On what your health goals are would be one to reevaluate your food because that is the number one source of our nutrients. Make sure that you're checking your labels to prevent absorbing any inflammatory oils, any ingredients that we really don't need to be ingesting because how we fuel our bodies is number one. So that would be my number one recommendation, evaluate your food. And number two is make sure you're getting enough sleep because if we don't allow our bodies to rest and recharge, our bodies don't function right. That's right. You know, I, I remind people all the time, 
um, there are really three things we can do in general to stay healthy. And that is to eat right. You talked about that. Yeah. To sleep and to exercise. That was the third one, but you asked yeah. for two. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And that's what some people don't realize. I think in medicine, you know, as pharmacists or as doctors, sometimes we, we, um, we forget that, you know, we have all these great tools of modern medicine to make people healthy. Supposedly, that's a topic for a whole nother, a whole nother podcast. But in reality, we're given those tools already and it's what we eat, it's how we move and it's sleep. And in order of importance, I will, I always put them like this. So exercise, people will, a lot of times out of ignorance or maybe out of, uh, yeah, just it really is this lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. They think that exercise is the most important one of those. And in reality, exercise is the least important one of those. Um, We do not have to exercise to stay alive, period. Correct. Now, will we be healthier if we move? Absolutely. So um, second most, so exercise is the least important. Um, Second most important would be diet. Um, What? So sleep is more important than diet. It is. Absolutely it is. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. We will die without sleep before we'll die without food. Now it's not going to be very pleasant to live without food for a few weeks, but most of us have enough reserve that we can live without food for a few weeks. Um, we're asleep after about three days, we start going into psychosis. Mm -hmm. So sleep is when we recover. It's when we get stronger. So when we do exercise and when we do eat those, those modalities make us stronger when we sleep and recover not during the actual process of eating or exercising. Correct? Correct. All right. So one last question for you. Um, what is your passion? My passion is to help other busy women like myself who are moms, healthcare professionals, who feel stuck in the rut, find resilience and regain their health. That's my passion. That's awesome. Hey, we have another fan of yours. So Wayne Bailey, this is so good. Thanks to both of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> so Lisette, um, I'm going to stream your website. Tell us a little bit about this and how, to, how best to get a hold of you. All right. So on my website, if you go to the services tab, uh, there should be either a way to send me an email or a link to go to my booking site and schedule a free 15 minute consultation if you wanna chat with me. And once you get to the booking site, there's a whole bunch of other options if you want to have a deep dive conversation and just jump right in to start seeing how we can work together to fix your health. Um, But that's usually the easiest way. You can either shoot me an email through my website or connect with me on, on a social media platform, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'm on all three. Awesome. I love it. Well, Lisette, you have definitely helped us realize our goal here at Health Solutions, which is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own own health. So we appreciate you being on today. Listeners and viewers, we appreciate you listening and tuning in and watching as you always do. Um, Stay tuned. Monday, it'll be just Janet and I, 12.30 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. We will be discussing metabolic... um, metabolic health 
And we will basically also be going over the conference we ran over the last over last weekend when we were in New Mexico and how important it is to understand your metabolic health early and how to check it early and how to get it under control early before you actually have disease. So stay tuned for that. As always, on Monday, we stream 1230 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you for tuning in. Lisette, thank you so much today. Thank you, Sean. Have a good one.